Welcome to another In Wheel Time podcast, a 30-minute mini version of the In Wheel Time car show that airs live every Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Central. Drinking his coffee. Hello there. It's the In Wheel Time coffee. car talk show. This segment, Randy Borcheting from Paint House <laughs> and the SEMA Corvette Experience. Conrad will have the In Wheel Time car clinic via Zoom, Zoom we hope, yep. uh, from the Pelosiville uh, estate. <laughs> And we'll also uh, take a look at this week's automotive news. Howdy, along with Mike out of this world, Mars. We need more Jeff Zekin. I'm Don Armstrong. Glad you could join us on this rainy Saturday here in Houston, Texas. This is our live show. Uh, it airs, if you're listening to it on a podcast, our live show airs every Saturday mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Central Time. And let me just do this. That makes this, sense because today's Saturday. Let me just uh, say this. Uh, it is. But I, did you miss the podcast part of my... I, I heard it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So if you're listening on a podcast, mm-hmm. our live show is Saturday mornings, 8 to 11. Right. Which today which is this, Saturday. This podcast uh, that you're listening to is probably not on a Saturday. It's going to be a Monday. This, the second half hour is Monday. Well, you're, you're in charge of keeping track of okay. that. Write that down. <laughs> He's in charge. I, okay, I'm writing it down. <laughs> yeah, do that. Well, uh, at any rate... Thank you for that. Clearing it up. Yeah. I think you've been smoking are, are something you, before you got here. Are you filling in for Conrad? Is that what the deal is? You know, I could. Be, let me sit over here. No, you couldn't. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, from the Paint House Studios, I guess in Houston, Texas, ladies and gentlemen, it's Randy Borcherding. Randy, it looks like you've lost a little more hair, my friend. Uh-oh. <laughs> Ain't got much left to lose, buddy. Yeah. Well, did the SEMA experience uh, just uh, kind of get rid of all the rest of it? You know, actually, this year was the easiest get in and get out of SEMA we've ever had. It wow. was uh, from my trailer parked a half a mile away to sitting in the booth we were in thirty minutes. Wow! And 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 back out the same uh, that has never happened before i've sat in parking lots for 12 14 hours before with the vehicle waiting to get in this year was completely different and dang i hope it stays that way well so were can't you blame that on were you just close hair loss on that were you, were you just closer to the door to get out and in <laughs> nope I, nope not not at all it was just a uh they streamlined the process the stars lined up i just hit the timing right they they made it better maybe all of the above but it was awesome. Well, I will assume that that's the car that you took right there behind you because you have to remember last time that uh, we spoke, that car was not in that shape. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, we've taken it back apart just to finish up a few little things, not apart, but a few little things that weren't qu- weren't quite ready for the show, which don't need to be ready for the show, like an alignment and Freon in the, in the system, that kind of stuff. Gotcha. Yeah. Now, is that... That's not that car doesn't belong to you, does it? No, sir. No, it belongs to a, a local customer. Um, great guy. Th- this is the one. I don't know if you recall the story. I'm going to flip this around. Um, it, it had been wrecked. He bought it at Barrett Jackson two two years ago, I think. He as soon as it got home, his first test drive, he wrecked it and wrecked it pretty bad. Oh boy. Probably should have been totaled just based on dollar cost of the repairs, 
but the insurance company wanted it fixed and felt like it could be fixed and it is now but i'm not sure i would have fixed it having known what what he brought to me in the beginning well what was uh, damaged on the car everything uh, well kind of the whole front end had to be replaced the frame was bent and had to be replaced and it's an aftermarket chassis the engine had to be taken apart and examined because one of the the uh, casting ears was cracked so i wanted to make sure there was no engine damage i mean they had to go all the way in that deep into the car and with him throwing in some of his money he got this much better interior we've upgraded the engine a little so it's a, a combination of the insurance repair and him contributing but nonetheless this car is somewhat of a miracle in that sense it probably shouldn't have been built and what but here but what, here it is what booth did you show the car in we were in sada it's sata they're the premier paint gun company in the world and uh kind of goes with what we do obviously yeah and they're they're a fairly high profile spot we got a lot of traffic and a lot of photographs taken and publicity and that's that's what it's all about now is that randy apple red this is called viking blood i knew there was uh, something about viking blood yeah now, now could you would could you or would you mix that color for me if i wanted my car at that color yeah sure okay. or i'll make you your own how about that or but yes or that I don't we'll have it. We'll do a blue and call it Smurf blood. <laughs> That's perfect. What uh, what motor does that car have in it? It is the LS7, which would have normally been a dry sump engine. We oh my. Oh boy. removed the dry sump system. It was kind of unnecessary for this thing, and it was a packaging problem in the engine bay. So we had it converted to a wet sump, you know, traditional oil pan. Mm-hmm. How difficult was that to make the conversion? We didn't do it in-house. The, a local company, LME, which is uh, late model engines, did it for us. They're they're really good with these modern powertrains and making them drivable. But if you want a 3,000 horsepower, top speed, you know, Texas mile car, they'll do that too. And this clearly is not that. Uh, no, what, do you no, know what kind of a, horsepower this one has? I'd say... 550 maybe okay it's just maybe 600 it's a nice driver it, we didn't reinvent the wheel with this engine or this car for that matter did you put an it's automatic transmission in it no sir it's a five-speed tremec okay so you get to shift gears as you would expect right a uh, a local texas uh, upholstery shop did the interior for us so for example all of this back here is 3d printed Wow, you're kidding. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, they've got the sound, sound system packaged in there, the dash, the uh, AC vent right there yep. uh, came out of a 69 Camaro. These cars never didn't have a, a vent dash That's like true. that. That's true. They didn't. That was it, just blank. It has uh, right there is a, a, a mag, you know, one of the uh, MagSafe car, phone chargers. So you just Very cool. set your phone in there. You can look at your Google Maps or play your music through the sound system, whatever you want. So Sweet. It's a nice blend of old technology and or new technology and old styling. What do you call the color of the interior, Randy, and, and why did you select that? Uh, well, not to be sarcastic, it's brown. Um, 
<laughs> I, I don't know what the name of the leather is, okay. but we just Ow. chose it based on based on the paint color. And uh, the, when you see it in person, you can't tell in this in this video, but in person, it's got some reddish high, or tones in it Hughes. that, that complement the red. So it, it was just a good match. You just pull out the samples and find the ones that look best. Interesting, and, and it's got a, an interesting little uh, oh, pattern insert in the, material. Yeah, yeah, it I see gives that. a little contrast, kind of, kind of retro. Kind of reminds me of my grandmother's sofa back in the day. Oh yeah, exactly. So in the in the but, booth, did, it, I was going to say go in ahead. the booth, did did you win any awards with it when it when it was in your your booth? No, was it being not, judged not this year. This year we didn't. One of the requests that the the booth company we were with sada had was that the car in their booth would not be entered in the battle of the builders which is fine uh, I, i'm not certain this thing would have it, it's this is not a revolutionary car so would it have done well in the battle of builders maybe maybe not but it was also fun to park it in the booth and go enjoy sema which i don't often get to do what did you take away from sema this year um, other than other free- than other than freebie giveaways, I'm not referring to that. <laughs> uh, uh, just as yeah. far as uh, you know, state of the art stuff. Where where is uh, you know the custom car industry going? Well, the the electric thing is certainly there. You as your previous guest said, it, it's coming, and his enthusiasm is interesting. I, I don't know that I share his optimism, quite honestly, but. It's coming, and, and the performance can't be denied. So there were a lot of vehicles electric and a lot of older vehicles converted to electric, and it's interesting to see a 55 Chevy truck. You open the hood, and the engine bay is quite honestly empty, and way down on the cross member is an electric motor tied to a transmission that, you know, an automatic or even a manual these days where you can shift gears and have an electric motor. Oh, Wow. I don't know why you'd want to do that, but um, okay. I guess for the experience, yeah. um, perhaps. Um, something else that kind of made me giggle, I think, is that there's a company making a sound system that you can put under yep. like the rear bumper of your EV and create car sounds. So if you want your Tesla to sound like exhaust sounds, yeah. If you want your Tesla to sound like this Corvette, I guess you can record it and. Or maybe it comes with pre-recorded sounds. I didn't really investigate. Well, it that that's much, one but. of those things that uh, Stellantis, with the uh, the Dodge brand, mm-hmm. that that they uh, have already debuted, and their their new electric Challenger and Charger are going to be able to make those sounds. I think Lexus if, does too. That yeah. if that's what you want, well, then you hit the button. Let's let's be honest about it. Us car guys, that's one of the things we miss about this upcoming technology. Is it doesn't sound like a car, right? Yeah, that's that's a big part of it. It's kind of like the new tires that don't squeal when you spin them. You know, back in the day, uh-huh. yeah, you know, right, they would right. they would squeal. Now they just spin. And it's like what? Yeah, yeah, and smoke. Yeah. One of the other one of the other things that was just odd was that Ford wasn't there, GM wasn't there, Honda wasn't there. So the, a lot of the major players weren't there. Why not? Why weren't they there? I, I don't have a clear cut answer. My guess is. I hate to put it this way, but they don't really have anything to sell that, that we can get our hands on right away. Well, uh, wait a minute. Uh, I think, is it Chrysler that has a Ford? Chrysler, I know. Chrysler was there. 
Chrysler was there. Right. Well, I know that Ford has an electric motor package that right. they're selling yep. over the counter. Yeah, but that's just true. You know, the the motor didn't doesn't even come with the controllers. Yeah, and that's that's the big thing. It doesn't come with a controller uh, yet, anyway. But if if you want a GM LS three crate motor, good luck getting it right now. Oh, really? Yeah, they're just they're out of stock. At least through my suppliers, you might stumble into one, but they don't have them like they did a year and a half ago. Interesting. Is wow. oh, everybody snapping so I, them I don't up? Know. I, I'm theorizing. I don't really know. I'm sure it's budgetary. I'm, I'm. I know they spend millions of dollars to be there, and perhaps it's just a budgetary thing. I'm speculating. Yeah, because uh, everything sense, that I've though. read that they're making more money than they ever have. Yeah, it makes sense though. Even despite the fact that they they are not making the number of cars that they used to, but if you've looked at the price of cars, uh, particularly like the one that uh, I'm currently driving. I mean, it's a brand new car, and it, but it's it's old school. It's a Toyota 4Runner, and they're asking fifty thousand dollars for it. And it's a stripper. It doesn't even it doesn't even have things like automatic headlights. And <laughs> you well, have to turn the headlights on. To the thing about uh, General Motors not being there in a budgetary thing, they're only projecting profits. They they don't have the yeah. profits yet. They're actually projecting them, and that's two years down the road. So right, they're still right. manufacturing, and if they're not there, then they're probably working on something else for that projected profit. I just uh, I think it boils down to money they were going to have to spend, products they don't have in warehouses to sell at the moment, and uh, bringing in vehicles that, quite honestly, a hundred thousand hot riders don't really want. It, yeah, well, you, there, there's a point exactly. Yep. So, was every square inch of uh, Las Vegas Convention Center filled to capacity as it usually is? I'd say so. I mean, they have to stretch a few things out to fill space, but it was quite a bit busier than last year. I think international travel had a lot to do with that. Um, it, it's a a significant percentage. I don't know the number, but there's a lot of foreigners that come to SEMA, and last year they couldn't. So. This year, True. the people count was up, I'm sure. Yeah. And so let's just shift gears here with you and Paint House. Uh, now that you've got that car pretty much uh, finished, what's on the agenda for you? Well, I'll flip this around again and show Uh-oh, you real quick. Here we go. So we still got this Cougar we're buttoning up. Oh, nice. Um, Look at that. 70 Cougar. It's got the 4.6 Terminator motor. Came oh, in the, my gosh. The 04 Cobra Mustangs. It's oh, man. not not the current Coyote drivetrain, but it's interesting. Makes a lot of power, and it looks pretty cool in the engine bay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, over here is this is just I'm going to call it a quickie, but <laughs> we found this Ranchero out at Bear Brakes in Arizona. Bought it. A customer bought it, and it's got here. Here we're talking about technology, but that is an electric brake booster that that would come on a Tesla or a Chevy Volt, that kind of thing. Wow. So we're now, and as I understand it, this is our this is our first use of it. But I'm told it just makes for spectacular braking performance. That's a hybrid. Where a lot of these hot hot rods don't have great brakes. Well, and, and, well, they certainly didn't from the factory. And uh, yeah, I guess the latest even t- <clears throat> things like this, for example, you know, we've got a vacuum booster tucked in there, and uh, bare brakes on it. It'll be okay, but if you want to run manual brakes, which a lot of these hot rods do, you just don't get the braking performance and and that positive pedal feel that you get out of good power brakes that we're all used to. Right. 
Yeah. So you get in one of these after you've been driving your F-350 dually that stops on a dime like a race car did 30 years ago. Hmm. And the brakes don't feel as, as nice and, and they should. Yeah. So these electric brakes, I'm told will remedy that. And I'm anxious to find out. Yeah. yeah you have to so, let us know how that goes. Yeah, so the, the Corvette that was wrecked, did it have the old brakes on it or, or that could be a reason why it was crashed? It, it has, it has a system called hydro boost, which uses the power steering pump to provide, um, the braking assist. Right. It's, it's all tucked up in the fender over there, um, and it has fantastic brakes. So HydroBoost works. In fact, at times it can work too well. It, it can provide a very sensitive pedal if you haven't set it up properly. And I, I wonder if that wasn't part of why this car had a wreck, is mm -hmm. that the brakes are very responsive. And perhaps he accelerated and then tapped the brakes and wasn't expecting what happened and then it just went out of control. Again, speculating, but it's possible. So, do you have so any this other? One, this yeah. one is a different system altogether. Do you have people waiting outside the garage door to get in uh, to the paint house uh, massage parlor over there? <laughs> because uh, that, I, that's that's what you guys do to these cars. I mean, you massage them to, to these incredible beauty, beauties out there. We do have folks that are wanting to bring projects in, as you can tell by me walking around. We don't have a lot of room. This is my uh, my house garage, which is also part of our workspace. The building is across the yard, a hundred yards away. Yeah. Um. So we're packed, and that's a good thing. It is a good thing. How's Jen? She's awesome. She went out to find breakfast. I told her I couldn't go, so I hope she brings me something. She may or may not depends on <laughs> if she likes me today. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Well, it's great to talk to you as always, and congratulations on another beautiful build there. So when are you going to have that thing uh, out of the garage? Next week? Uh, not that quick. A couple weeks, yeah. Gotcha, yeah. And it's time uh, for the customer to come drive it for the second time and keep it between the curbs. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. Randy, it's great talking to you. If anybody ever is interested in a paint job, he's the Ooh. guy to go to. It's not just a paint job. It, no, it's not. It's more than that. But uh, it's uh, Paint House. Uh, that's the name of the company. And Randy does such a great job and uh, award-winning paint jobs that, and, and obviously customization yep. and all the other things that go along with uh, top-end uh, cars. Randy, again, thank you very much. And uh, we hope to talk to you again soon. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks, fellas. Have a good day. You, you do the same. Thanks, sir. We'd love to hear from you. Just shoot us an email. The address here is info at inwheeltime.com. Is Conrad with us? No, sir. Okay. So we're not going to do his car clinic. I know that you just forgot to tell me that, right? <laughs> he, not, he doesn't even answer anymore. We're not going to do the car clinic. Okay. Oh, uh, I just heard it. I'll tell you, <laughs> speaking of which, why don't why don't – why don't you, uh, Jeff, if you don't mind, uh, uh, let's do, do the one-hit yeah. muscle car I'm wonders. Gonna, I'm going to try to do the video and talk at the same time. You so. know, the, oh. it's kind of oh. like uh, playing the drums that. and singing. You do that all the time. I'm saying. Yeah, use no. your foot for the video and then use your... Yeah, it's a good point. There's nothing down there. Anyways, this is what we got. Uh, these are one-hit, well, you say one-hit wonders, one-year production cars yep. is what they are. Uh -huh. So the automobile industry, every year, you know, new technologies, uh, new regulations, things change. And this it's, it's a matter of what they want to do and, and how they want to do it. So the first one we have is a Chevrolet Chevelle. 
And this rascal is a Z16. Uh, obviously, Chevrolet no longer makes the Chevelle. In its heyday, the Chevelle was the proper American muscle car. In 1965, it was responsible for releasing the Z16. Powering the Chevelle is a 396-horsepower V8 engine. Along with the engine, you get a four-speed gearbox. That'd be nice. Was it a 396 motor? A 396 horsepower. Is it? No, I know that. But right. I'm saying, asking how many cubic inches was that, it? That, that doesn't say, but it's 396 on the horsepower okay. with a, with a, a four-speed gearbox. That's odd. They only made 200 of these. Six. Really? Could have been a 427. Could have been. But it, it, it's I, I not never in heard of that. It's not in the information. So. I'll be darned. Yeah. And then the next one we have here uh, for one-year production is the Plymouth AAR Coda. AAR stands for All it's American Cuda. Racing. It's a Cuda. And it's red. It looks good. I don't know if you notice on that picture the Cuda folks that, the, the uh, exhaust in front of the rear wheels. I had that exhaust on my Nova. <laughs> you did? I did. Did it you was, put it on there or did I you have it put, put on? It, I had it put on. I had it put on. I put the headers on myself and uh, had the exhaust put on. But that, that was very cool. And the AAR uh, translates into, it was a Trans Am Championship. And it was for the All-American Racing, and that's how they got that uh, the moniker, the nomenclature for it. The car had a 340-horsepower V8, a brilliant package design with the, with the color on it. And in terms of the numbers, they made 2,724 of these in that year. So that was pretty cool. It made a little bit more than the, than the uh, Chevelle, obviously. But one year. Yeah, one year, one year run. I flipped my page. So the next one is a Ford Mustang Boss 351. Now, this is like the epitome. Of the, Cleveland. The, the big daddy of them all. The Boss 351. It's one of the rarest production uh, models that they made. Uh, the graphics package is iconic to the Mustang for, for Ford Motor Company. Uh, they fine-tuned a regular engine to produce 330 horsepower that year. And it's one of the most sought-after collector vehicles. They only made 1,800 of these, which I thought was very, very What cool. year is it? This It doesn't say the oh. year, but it was a one-year production run. It looks like 68, like 69. It reminds me of a Javelin. Does it? Well, uh, a little. Yeah, maybe, kind of, sort of. But it's it's uh, moving on to the Chevrolet Corvette Stingray Z06. Now, back in the day, the Z06, it was, it was a package during the first generation of the Stingray. It's a rarity. There's not many out there. Uh, the number of differences from the original, the car was lighter back then. It was sturdier. It had a better suspension and a more robust engine for that year. Matter of fact, well, one of my magazines has a 63 uh, uh, mm -hmm. uh, convertible that's serial number zero zero three. Oh wow and wow. The, it's the earliest one of the c2 corvette that is known to exist and the speculation was well whatever happened to number one and number two yeah and they think that they were both uh crashed in testing oh that they did it on purpose oh because wow. back then they didn't have pre-production cars and cra they made the car and then they crashed Just it. Pulled one off the yep. the uh, correct semi line as it comes out. out. Yep. So the next one is a Dodge Charger Daytona. It ranked highly among the list of American muscle cars for a good reason. Back in '69, Dodge wanted to create a car that would compete with the NASCAR boys. So the Dodge uh, the Charger uh, Daytona was the result. This car there. Um, 
brilliant looking vehicle and if you're trying to get your hands on one good luck because there aren't very many around anymore and the next one we have is a shelby gt500 kr kr mike stands for king of the road not conrad so just make sure you know <laughs> conrad, that conrad i like it so uh carol shelby uh was the one that had the special project for the kr powered by a 428 cobra jet engine uh, which produced 400 horsepower. Not only was the KR powerful, but it was also full of luxury designs on the interior. And the last one for my friend Conrad DeLong. Here you go, buddy. It's an Oldsmobile Rally 350. If you're listening, Conrad owns this vehicle. Not this particular one, but he owns one. The 70s were not an excellent time for the muscle cars. New regulations coming out limited the automobile manufacturers. The Rally 350 was Oldsmobile's attempt to get around some of these regulations. In the single year of production, Conrad, they only made 3,547 of the vehicles, and it was a small block V8 producing 310 horses. Okay. Yeah. Ta-da. Thank you so much. You bet. Uh, you know, the big story this week is, uh, you know, Jay Leno suffering burns yeah, in, in his terrible. garage. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, longtime auto enthusiast uh, taken to Grossman Burn Center after his face was burned in his Los Angeles garage when one of his cars burst into flames. It happened to have been a white steam car. Now, the car was not white. That was the name of the car. The brand, right. The brand mm-hmm. was white. Uh, left side of former Tonight Show host's face was burned. But Leno's eye and ear were not severely damaged. Uh, Leno confirmed in a statement, I got some serious burns from a gasoline fire. I'm okay. Just need a week or two to get back on my feet. It's going to be longer than that. From the latest that I read and saw uh, in the news um, just recently, that uh, it's going to take him a while. Uh, he had has undergone surgery once. That, that was confirmed. And the doctor said that he's going to have to go through another surgery, skin grafts and stuff like uh, his that. His friend Jeff Allen, uh, uh, Tom, Tim, Tim Allen, I'm sorry, yeah. was there to visit him in the hospital. And there was like a, a pseudo photo. His arms are bandaged. He was in like one of those hyperbaric chambers uh, for the for the skin. Yeah. So uh, God bless him. Good luck. Yeah, exactly. Because love his show. Oh. And uh, I to, personally, I would rather see him on his own show like this mm-hmm. with the cars mm-hmm. than on The Tonight Show. I mean, yeah. I was a fan of The Tonight Show, but eh. He's got over almost 200 cars. In, in his in, in his, his collection, yeah, yeah. Uh, various steams and electric and all that. Yeah, everything. Mm-hmm. And he's even got a Corvair in his collection. God, now that that's pretty cool. That was a Yenko Stinger. Yep, Corvair, and uh, he's got one, and he he likes the car. You you had a you had a stinker. I had a stinker. <laughs> yes, I did. It looked good, but it was a stinker. There's no doubt about that. Uh. Hey, uh, we'd love to hear from you. And uh, all you got to do is send us an email, info mm-hmm. at inwheeltime.com. And uh, you can make fun of us and tell us uh, how bad it all is for you and uh, just give us a hard time in general. Yeah, and to point out, if somebody wants to know about something like these, what I do on the on the uh, one-year wonders, send me some information. I'll look it up and, and we'll, we'll discuss it. Very good. All right. Time now for a quick break. We'll be back. You're on the In Wheel Time Car Talk Show. Thanks for joining us this morning. Starting to work on your Christmas calendar? Be sure to add the next Tailpipes and Tacos Cruise in Saturday, December 17th. You'll want to attend Tailpipes and Tacos Christmas Edition at the Loopy Tortilla in Katy, 8 to 11 a.m. It's the only place cruisers compete for Loopy's Chili Pepper trophies and other prizes. There's no charge to enter your vehicle for Best Hot Rod, Best Classic, or Best Modern Classic. 
Tailpipes and Tacos is Houston's coolest and most unique cruise-in and is your opportunity to see the best hot rods, show cars, classics, and resto mods. And get loopy tortilla breakfast tacos with adult beverages. There's no entry fee and cars will automatically compete for those much sought-after custom loopy trophies and other prizes. It happens at the Loopy Tortilla Tex-Mex in Katy on the Grand Parkway at Kingsland Boulevard, just south of I-10. It's the Tailpipes and Tacos Christmas Edition, Saturday, December 17th. The in-wheel time car talk show will be there, too. Celebrate the Christmas season with friends and family at Tailpipes and Tacos. Saturday morning, December 17th, 8 to 11. We'll see you then, weather permitting. Hey, Houston, America's greatest hot rod tradition is back. Thanksgiving weekend. The O'Reilly Auto Parts Autorama at the George Hart Brown Convention Center. Four action-packed days of hot rods, customs, classics, trucks, performance cars, and live music. Do not miss the ultimate lowrider showcase. Sponsored by Shorty's Hydraulics. And the traditional rod garage. Saturday only, it's the Tuner Galleria with 250 imports, ADM, and luxury cars, plus music and models. On the celebrity stage, presented by Nick's Auto Repair and Classic Car Restoration, meet Bad Chad and wife Jolene from Bad Chad Customs on Friday. Saturday, it's Dave Kindig from TV's Bitchin' Rise. Sunday, it's Danny Coker and Kevin Mack from TV's Counting Cars. Shop the Swap Meet and Women's World all weekend. The O'Reilly Auto Parts Autorama. November 25th to 28th at the George R. Brown Convention Center. Discount tickets at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Part of the Summer Racing Equipment Show Car Series. See Autorama.com for more info. The In-Wheel Time Car Talk Show is now part of the iHeart family. Now you'll have access to 24-7 Car Talk anytime you need a fix. Just download the iHeartRadio app and ask for In-Wheel Time Car Talk, and there we are. Be sure to save us in your iHeart library for instant access. No matter where you are, you have the best Car Talk show right on your PC, laptop, or mobile device and never have to worry about finding us again. Of course, you can always get access to our video and audio streams via InWheelTime.com and your favorite podcast channel, and all of this is free to you. From the iHeartRadio app, you'll not only hear our Saturday morning live show but the best shows of the past updated weekly never miss a minute of up-to-date new car reviews pre-owned reviews conrad's car clinic informative interviews automotive news and the most fun car talk show on the planet just download the iHeartRadio app, search for In Wheel Time Car Talk, save it to your library, and with a tap of the icon, you'll be in touch with your favorite Car Talk team. In Wheel Time Car Talk, streaming now on iHeart.com slash In Wheel Time Car Talk. That's it for this podcast episode of the In Wheel Time Car Show. I'm Don Armstrong, inviting you to join us for our live show every Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Central on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and our InWheelTime.com website. Podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart Podcast, Podcast Addict, TuneIn, Pandora, and Amazon Music. Keep listening, and we'll see you soon.